Welcome back to the Get More Podcast, where we're going to get you more money, more marketing, more business strategy, more community, and just more of the good stuff that you need in your life every day. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Y'all, I am so hyped for this episode. It is actually going to be kind of almost a throwback to my favorite topic, obviously, budgeting, it's what I'm here for, it's what I'm known for, it is what I do with y'all. So, it's been a while since I covered what kind of my signature budget blueprint is, and it's not even just my signature budget blueprint. I've been seeing a lot recently just in like the coaching space and all of these things, and I see so many people talking about how you need me in order to achieve X, Y, and Z, and if you follow this exactly to the letter, you will achieve all of the results, the dreams that you hold dear, and for me, and what I do, and the information I try to present y'all, I want you to not need me, if at all possible. Truly, I mean that. Do you think, do I think that's maybe like the best thing for me and my coaching business? Maybe not, but I am here for you to help hold you accountable to the things that you set into motion. I'm here to help you work through the little minute details, this thing, that thing, to give you feedback, to keep you on track, to help you see things from another perspective as somebody who has already gone through this debt-free journey, what that looks like, all of the things that have come from that all the things that I have learned, all of the things that I have studied, read, had poured into me, and all the things that I tried that just didn't fucking work. All the things that I did wrong, all the ways that I made myself miserable in the debt-free process, all of that. That is what I am here for. The core basis of getting out of debt and managing your finances and building a budget that works for your life, you literally do not need me for that. I, I'm going to tell you today, right here, exactly uh, what of the greatest budget blueprint I've come up with is. Do I think that's the greatest budget blueprint in the whole freaking wild world? No. This is what works for me. This is what has what works for clients. This is what works for people. I'm just giving this. I love to give this. I love to tell this because sometimes people are like, I don't know how my budget should be formatted one way or another if you've never done it. If you've never made a budget, no kidding. You don't necessarily know where to start. You're looking at, oh my gosh, this is what I need to do. Oh my gosh, I've been so bad at this. Spiral, 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 where you're just focusing on the things that haven't worked out well, the things that you have been doing that did not get you the results that you wanted. So this is like your baseline. If you literally only do this, there's a very good chance that you will be able to get yourself out of debt well and truly, be able to get a handle on your finances, and at the very least have a better relationship with money because you're going into it knowing what you're spending your money on, where your money's going, this and that, and that is ultimately the actual 100% secret to getting out of debt. I made a reel on my Instagram about it, giving you the number one secret to getting out of debt. It's consistency. It is literally just doing your dang budget every single month. It's knowing where your money is going, what it's doing, all the good things. So we are gonna break that down here once again. This is what you need to get out of debt. This is it. This is 
This is the way you do it. You consistently show up, you're intentional with your money and you make it happen. And I believe in you, I believe in you so freaking much. And if you are somebody who does want that longer accountability, you have more money mindset issues that you wanna work through. If that is you, absolutely. I will coach you within an inch of our lives. I am here to support you. I am excited. I am happy to help you. But I truly believe that when given the knowledge and the information that anybody can pretty much do it on their own. And I'm so, so proud of the people who do do it on their own. And I'm so, so proud of the people who I've been able to support along the way because all that matters, well and truly, all that matters is you feeling good about money, managing your money, and having the life that you want to have under whatever income restrictions you might possibly have at this moment in time. Wherever you're at, when you start getting on a budget, it's going to be hard. It's going to be some growing pains. It's a learning curve. That's why budgeting is always, always, always about flexibility and sustainability for your life. Now that I've said all that and we're having a good time, this is the basic outline of a really good budget. The first part of your budget are your core four expenses. These are the top priorities in your budget. If nothing else, you need these four things just to essentially stay alive and function on a day-to-day basis. These things in your budget, you want to know how much you're paying for your housing. That's either gonna be your rent or your mortgage However it is that you are spending money to pay for the place that you are living in, that holds all your stuff, that you go home to and sleep in at night and just, it's where you keep your cats. It's where you store your cats, your dog, all your fun stuff. Your first expense is your housing. When you know where you're going to go home to and you know when you're going to have a place to sleep, that is the number one thing I believe. I think of this all the time. And so as long as you can take care of your housing first and foremost, that is the best place to start. From there, the biggest thing that I have to say, and I have changed this in the past. I used to put um, something else here, but I've decided that it's actually better for this to be your second main expense. And that is your food. You need to know how much money you're gonna spend on food every month. And that is, what your grocery budget is, that is what your takeout budget is, that is your gotta get breakfast, gotta hopefully not rear-end somebody at Starbucks, saw that this week. Whatever that is, your food, because as important as your housing is, if you're not eating, you're maybe dying. And I don't want anybody to be living a hungry life. I know that grocery shopping, spending money on food, food is really expensive, it really is but I place such an emphasis on having food because when you have a roof over your head and food in your tummy, you're going to be in a better place moving forward. So I make these the two biggest priorities when it comes to budgeting. I wanna know where I am putting my head at night, going to rest, and I wanna know if there's food in the house. Now, this is the third thing, which used to be number two, and that is your utilities. These are the things that keep the lights on, the water, if you have gas, if you have solar panels. I also, in this, include internet and phone service. 
If you are somebody who has been working from home or you just literally have kids or you want to have any kind of exciting entertainment in your life, you probably need to have a phone and internet in some capacity, one or the other, and that is whatever that looks like for you. Whether it is a pay-as-you-go phone, a full phone provider, a landline, whatever kind of internet that you have, could be basic, could be fancy, whatever that looks like for you, I do include that. But mainly really focusing on that electricity, that water, gas if that's what you have, um, sewer, depending on where you live, these things may or may not be separate. That all depends on where you live, how your city or municipality divvy ups where the electricity, the water, the sewer, all that stuff comes in. So that is gonna be specific to where you live, but having those things on hand. Those are the things that you need to keep going every single day, keeping the lights on, super, super important. Now, this fourth thing is something that I have been back and forth on, but for the most part, most people, um, this fourth thing is gonna be your transportation. For me, I do not drive. I do not have a license. I do not have my own car. I have no, no capacity for that. So for me, my life used to be, do I have enough money for my bus pass? Um, if I was riding my bike, did I have money to fill up my tires? I lived in a place where there was so much glass on the road that I popped a tire all the time until I invested in Kevlar tires and then that became less frequent, but I needed to have that in my transportation budget. But for most people that are not me, who are not just pretending that they are all here for you know their carbon emissions when really I just have too much anxiety to even think about driving. It is terrifying. Nobody wants me behind the wheel. We will all die. Someone will die. It will not go well. It will just not go well. So for most people, that transportation is going to look like your car payment. I know that might be something that you're thinking more of your debts and it can be in certain aspects, but if you have a car and you have a car payment, you need to pay your car payment, your insurance, and your gas. Those are the things that you need to do in order to keep said car so that you are able to get from point A to point B. This is especially big if you have children and they live far away from school or to take them to activities. If you have to commute to work, most people commute to work. Even though in this COVID life, a lot of people were, you know, working remotely from home, still a vast majority of people are having to go outside their homes to get to work. So for that, you got to make sure that you've got that running vehicle. Always have in there, in that kind of transportation-ness, a little cushion in every single month that you just allot to that for emergency car maintenance or basic car maintenance. So oil changes, getting tires rotated, new tires, checking other fluids, other car related things that obviously I do not speak on very well. Sorry about that. I should have looked it up a little bit more, but just having those extra things. And if you can build in car maintenance, that way you can get to your car checkup appointments as well as you can to make sure that it keeps running. You won't run into necessarily as many catastrophic things later on down the road if you're just implementing car maintenance along the way. 
Now I realize this is not something that everyone is able to do. So transportation, that's why it is the fourth thing on those core four things, because there might be ways that you, you know, can get around that work without it. You might not need to, you know, have as much spend on gas if you're able to carpool, whatever that looks like, but having that transportation option. So if you're working remote, you've got kids, you just got things to do. You got to go get groceries, all these things that should just be built into that. So when you're making your budget, those four kind of categories are, in my opinion, and that of the people that I have worked with over the last two years, those are the big things that everyone is always like, we have to have money for this. These are the bare, bare bones, build everything off of it experience is on those things in your budget. So that's your housing, your food, your utilities, and your transportation. So when you've started there, then we go off into all of the extra things in your budget that honestly should be kind of fun in some aspect. The next thing that I always emphasize people to have is that emergency fund, that, oh shit, this just went wrong, thousand dollars that you pretty much pretend does not exist at all. You get to that $1,000 in your savings account. If you're on a debt-free journey and you have that $1,000 saved up, pretend it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You don't see it. It doesn't happen. It's not real unless something catastrophic happens or you absolutely have to use it, but specifically using it for your core four expenses. If you need to tap into that emergency fund to pay rent, tap into that to pay rent. If you're starving and you don't have any food, tap into that to get food. If your car breaks down, tap into that to fix your car. If the lights are gonna go off, tap into that to pay the lights. This is for those unexpected emergencies when things are happening, we are still living in COVID. Like things are not all the way back together. A lot of moratoriums that were in effect are expiring. There is a lot of things that are changing. So having that emergency fund is going to be so, so important. I was reading today um, about how a lot of health insurance companies, they are no longer offering full coverage for COVID patients. So if you are getting sick, you could be slapped with a multi-thousand dollar medical bill at the end of that and that could potentially wipe you out so having that emergency fund to cover that unexpected medical bill if you get sick with covid and you have to be hospitalized those things are going to start counting against us before earlier this year last year that was not the case all of those things were covered insurance companies were taking care of those things, that is not the case anymore. So having that emergency fund in the event that you get sick in the coming months is going to be so, so, so important. So having that $1,000 emergency fund for when shit hits the fan and it is not good. This is not for birthday presents. This is not to be used for vacation. This is not just fun, willy-nilly, oh my gosh, I saved $1,000, now I can kind of do whatever I want. This is for actual emergencies that should be used with discretion. And then once it is used, your next goal is to fill that back up. You're gonna focus on filling that back up to having that $1,000. And in when I say filling it up, it means 
after your core four expenses, before you move on to your debts, which we're gonna get into here, before you move to paying extra on your debt payments, you fill that emergency fund back up, that way that you have that. Because now we're gonna talk about debts, and that is knowing all of your debt numbers in your budget and working out what those payments are gonna be. That is gonna be any other outstanding medical debts, that's gonna be credit cards, that's going to be uh, if you have payday loans, things like that, if you owe anyone in any form money, that's going to be, you know, if you have store credit cards, I consider like an Old Navy or Target credit card, I lump those all in with just every credit card instead of just like the major consumer capital bank credit card. So like if you had Capital One or Wells Fargo, those are all in the same credit card category, but they're going to be different cards listed in your debt. So if you have a Wells Fargo credit card, you have a Target credit card, you have, I don't, what are other places that have credit cards? Um, oh, I feel like I should definitely know this. I probably get ads for them all the time. And then I'm just, I just like, don't care. What are other stores? Kohl's, you can get Kohl's cards that gives you Kohl's cash things like that, department store credit cards. That's probably what the phrasing I was looking for. So those are all gonna be listed as separate debts and they're gonna be listed smallest to largest um, for this. And so you're gonna have all your minimum payments of what you're supposed to pay every single month here. And so you're going to have to make those payments every month. They're, that's just part of life. You gotta, you gotta pay back the things that you've already spent. But before you make any extra payments on those, you are going to build back your emergency fund. So if you have, for the sake of my own ability to do math, if you have a credit card and you have $100 that you need to spend and you have $200 in your budget that you can spend extra, instead of putting a, instead of putting $200 towards the credit card, making that double payment, if your emergency fund is under that $1,000, you're gonna take that extra $100, you're gonna put it back in your emergency fund, you're gonna pay just the $100 minimum payment on the credit card. That was math, math is hard for me. You would think that I'd be better at math for the amount of time that I spend doing math when I do budgeting, but we are, we are here what we hear. And so those are the main components of what I work with people to build out when it comes to your budget. When you know exactly the things that you need to pay every single month to start tracking your debt-free journey, to start getting yourself caught up, to you know start really having a hold on your finances. Those are going to be like the main things. And then after that, we'll kind of, you know, explore other categories and these other categories are going to be entirely dependent on who you are and what your life is these might be categories that everybody has you might have them some months and literally not others you might need to go out and buy a bunch of stuff for your house so like cleaning supplies if you have pets like if you buy a lot of pet food every month like your household essentials you might not need those every single month for me, I buy a lot of cat food like at a time, like three, four bags at a time, and I just do that one month, and then I don't have to do it every month. So my household expenses in that category, those change every month based on my needs. I have like that block of money like that I know is going to go to that, but I don't necessarily need it every single month. So 
when I'm doing that budget at the end of the month when I'm looking back on what I have spent, where I've allocated, like, oh, if there was extra money there, because I try to do a zero balance budget as much as possible, whether that is, you know, paying out to bills or just putting everything into savings, building that extra emergency fund, um, working on like the house down payment, all of that stuff, wherever that is, that extra money has somewhere to go. When we were getting out of debt, if there was money left over, boom, definitely went at our debt. Every single penny was going at that debt. So you might have a household expenses category. You might have a health services category. You might just have a fun hobby category because I do believe that you should have hobbies and do fun things because it is your money. So building that into your budget after you've covered all the main things, of course, because sometimes we do have to make short-term sacrifices for the longer goal, but this is not gonna be an all the time thing. And I don't even mean all the time as like multiple, multiple months in a row. It's like, okay, so this month, I'm just gonna pay down a little bit more of my debt here. And then next month, I'm gonna go do this fun thing. I'm gonna take an art class. I'm gonna go to a concert, something like that. I'm gonna buy an unnecessary amount of yarn, which is literally me after I finish recording this. I have so much yarn to buy and I haven't bought yarn in months. I haven't bought yarn or craft stuff in the last couple of months, just haven't been feeling it. But I just have that, you know, hobby category of money that I could be using. So when you have that, uh, another category that I have is streaming services. We like to stream a lot. We've got Netflix, Amazon. If you have Hulu, Disney Plus, Apple TV has a new thing. Okay, it might not be new, but I just see it sometimes. Um, what else just came out? Paramount Plus, HBO Max, Peacock. There's so many things. There's so many things for streaming services. And I just kind of put those in their own little category. And sometimes those things do change. Sometimes I don't have all those services. Sometimes we don't have Disney Plus because we're not watching anything on it. And I watched all the Marvel movies and low-key season one ended, so I kind of don't need it for anything. We watched Cruella, and then we're like, if anything cool comes up that we really want to see, we'll get it. But right now, we don't have Disney Plus because we're literally just not using it. If you're not using it, don't bother. If you don't think you're going to watch X number of hours that correlate to making that value dollar worth it for you, yeah, sure, it's like $10, whatever. If you're literally not watching a single thing, it's not worth $10, but if you're watching like a whole season of a show or it's like a great movie that you want to watch, then yeah, justify those expenses however you need to in your own mind, but know that you're not tied into those things forever every single month. Just because you've had it doesn't mean you can't be like, well, I'm done for a couple months, whatever, don't care, get into something else. There's so many shows and TV, everything on so many services, we have options, y'all. We have options everywhere. You don't have to use all of them. So have different categories in your expanded budget. See where your personal spending has been going. Where do you like to spend your time and your money and just category, categorize it there. Um, and that's something that, you know, you might not even notice those recurring purchases that happen every single month if you're not actively using them. So just evaluating where your time is going so you can determine where you want your money to go. So we've expanded out on all of that. 
And then the last part of your budget, which I kind of do in the beginning, but also here at the end, is going to be those savings plans. And that is savings for fun stuff. Savings for frivolous, exciting, fun shit. Saving for big purchases you want to make, this, that, and the other thing. I always have a, like a, what, a 30 day, 30 days, 30 days, 90 days, and then like a long-term plan. So saving money, you know, for a fun extra date day, like that we want to go do. We want to go to like a really nice place. We want to, you know, buy a bunch of extra takeout. We want to try new recipes. We want to do something different. Like we want to go on an adventure, a road trip, buy some stuff on the way. Like saving up for that in 30 days. 90 days is, you know, do we want to get something new for the apartment? Do we want to buy a new thing? I don't, I don't even know what we've bought recently. Uh, like there's new cat stuff that I want to buy. I want to get them a bigger cat castle. I want to get that. I kind of want a new office chair. Um, things like that. More ergonomic office chair. Um, you know, just little things like that. The, you know, we could definitely just go out and buy like today. We could, but if I'm like saving a little bit for it, I can, you know, see if that's actually what I want. What do I want to do? And then long-term savings plans. Our long-term savings plans right now is we want to be able to buy a house. So saving money to buy a house. That way we can buy a house with a really sizable down payment, get some dope mortgage rates, and be able to move out of Nashville into the mountains we go. So that's the long-term savings plan. And so having these kind of, you know, just benchmark goals that you can hit along the way that will make you feel good about your money. Like, yeah, budgeting's kind of boring and sometimes it's annoying, but it is really an exciting way to control your life and to see where your priorities are and to see what is gonna make you, you know, honestly the happiest that you could possibly be and make you appreciate your purchases sometimes a little bit more. Another fun thing that I might maybe be saving for, the iPhone 13 just came out. You know what I don't really need? The iPhone 13. Because you know what I have? The iPhone 12 Pro Max. And you know what my phone is? Amazing. Do I need the 13? No. But do I kind of want it? Yes. And for me, that is a big financial decision to invest into that. So I am just casually kind of saving toying with the idea of it and that's fine because I already have my budget structured where I know what I'm going to spend on all these other things I know what my goals are and I know where my expenses are and so that makes it a flexible sustainable budget when we were getting out of debt we didn't have this much flexibility and it was awful it was awful and I know for a fact we could have done it in a more flexible way and it only would have taken us five more months to get out of debt. That five more months that we could have put in to hit our two-year goal probably would have made our wedding a more enjoyable experience. It would have made our anniversaries a more enjoyable experience. It would have made vacations that we tried not to go on. We didn't go on, but we could have gone on. We literally could have done so many things and the only reason we didn't is because we were too trapped in the black or white, we have to get out of debt, budgeting is miserable, not fun experience. It literally only would have taken us five more months to get out of debt to have given us 
$500 a month back into our lives for our hobbies, for our dates, for fun things. And that, that I regret so immensely. So if that is you and you are living that right now, know that the amount of time it takes you to get out of debt, if you set some arbitrary number, does not define the value that you have. Having debt is, you know, it sucks. It totally does. But we get into what we get into. And so paying that off doesn't have to ruin our entire lives. It doesn't have to take all the joy out of it. You can build in your own personal savings and make plans accordingly. So that is how you budget, y'all. That is it. If you listen to this, you follow these tips, that's it. You're on your way. You don't need anybody else. This is, this is it. Like you can start here and then go on. Learn how to invest, get your Roth IRAs, match out your 401k if you have the opportunity, make wise investments after this. After you have all of this managed and taken care of and you feel good about it. So this is it. Maybe this doesn't jive for you. That's cool. But give it a try. See how it feels to make your own budget. And if you do need that accountability or you are looking for somebody to kind of dig into it, see where your numbers are at, help you see what you could cut, what you could change and all of that, I am also available for that. I do budget intensives. Those are just 90 minute sessions. I've got a bunch of questions I'm gonna ask you ahead of time. You and I are gonna brainstorm. We're gonna have a good freaking time. I do budget one-offs and then I do have one-on-one coaching. That is going to be those six to 12 months because getting out of debt is not an overnight experience. It's not going to happen on day one. We're not going to go into it and be like, cool, you made one budget. Now you've paid off however much money in debt you have. It's not going to happen. It is going to be those sustainable long-term plans. We're going to make budgets together every month. We're going to do some check-ins. We're going to work on your money mindset along the way because mindset work is also super important, but we're going to hammer out all this practical stuff right from the beginning. So I've got six months and 12 month options. I am always available to talk to see if those are actually going to be what you need, because honestly, you might just need a budget intensive. You might just need a quick sit down. Let's look at this, come up with a game plan, and then you are off to the races because you are a completely 100% capable adult to handle all of this by yourself on your own. If I can help you, I would love to do so. If not, I wish you the best and I'm so excited for where you're going to go in life. So that is going to be all for this one and I will see y'all on the gram. Make sure to follow me at Cassie and more and just make sure you're leaving a great review for the podcast. You can leave a bad review if you feel like it. Really, the options are available. I don't want to tell you what to do. Either leave one or don't. Leave a good one. Leave a bad one. I don't care. I'm just really thankful that you have been hanging out with me here today. And I will talk to y'all on the next one.